<laughs> okay, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of A Slut with Morals, where we go down rabbit holes of things I find creepy or mysterious. And well, I find myself going down a rabbit hole of curiosities, and you'll know when I go, hmm, what is that? And then it's extensive research all over again. I just kind of keep adding on and on until I'm Googling the most unnecessary things like how many people on dating apps are married? Well, according to skillpath.com, it's about 35% of people on dating apps are fucking married. And then men are three times more likely to use them as women. Kind of funny there. Now, I wonder how many more men are on the download gaze or how many are just trying to see how gross men can really be on dating apps, right? Hmm. But at least I embrace my weirdness, you know, and you guys do too. It's why you're here, isn't it? Anyway, because of those crazy Googling habits I go through, I created this podcast where all of us learn a bunch of shit we don't really need to know, but now we do. I do want to advise that this podcast is actually going to be a regular after this first mini-series. I'll be taking breaks in between each series to make sure I do the proper research, fact-check things, create proper timelines, and make sure I don't over-say things that other podcasters already have. I hate hearing the same thing over and over again. I want new facts, new information, and if you're here, hopefully you do too. Seeing as it was just spooky season, um, well, actually, you know what? Spooky season is kind of year-round, right? Because even Christmas has Krampus. I found myself wanting more, and I decided to Google every state in the United States that had some weird urban legend. Apparently, all 50 states have some weird, creepy urban legend. And over the last 11 states, from Alabama to Hawaii, and over the course of the last episodes, I covered everything from skinwalkers, dog boy, a few Inuit folklore, the Via Vortices, a creepy canyon, a few scary roads, a haunted Camaro. That's right, I said a haunted Camaro. So dumb. A creepy little yellow house, the supposed gates of hell with a creepy chicken coop, a few ladies in white, and some giant shadows. Today, on our list, we have Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa. The land area of the entire United States of America is 3,531,905 square miles, with a population of over 329.5 million people. So, without further ado, jump down this rabbit hole with me. Idaho is also known as the Gem State. It is the 14th largest state. It is a northwestern United States known for mountainous landscapes and vast swaths of protected wilderness and outdoor recreation areas. The capital, Boys, is set in the Rocky Mountain foothills and is bisected by the Boys River, which is popular for rafting and fishing. The city's riverfront, Julia Davis Park, is a downtown green space containing a rose garden, museums, and a zoo. Idaho has a population of 1.787 million. While every state has its local lore, the oral traditions, <laughs> oral, and ghost stories from Idaho are a bit more unique and eerie than we're used to. You know, it's, they're eerier than what we're used to. When these tales are taken collectively, 
Idaho becomes a place full of ghosts, gems, sea monsters, potatoes, a fish woman, LMAO, a fish woman, murderous water sprites, and apparently mountains that were originally child-eating ogres. That's right, child-eating ogres. Now that we know what's ahead, let's go to our first piece of Idaho folklore. The Seven Dials are a series of mountain peaks in Idaho's Hell's Canyon wilderness that form a portion of the Idaho-Oregon border. According to the native Nez Perce legend, these peaks were once seven fearsome giant monsters, infamous for their penchant for eating children. In hopes of keeping their children safe, the people enlisted the help of Coyote, a central figure in Nez Perce mythology, who devised a plan for them with his friend Fox. On the path, they knew the giants would take in their child-nabbing travels, so Coyote and Fox and other animals with claws dug seven massive holes and filled each with a boiling hot liquid. When the giants began their voyage as expected, they fell into the massive scalding pits. Coyote then transformed the squealing trapped giants into mountains to punish them for their wicked ways. He opened a canyon at their feet, known as Hell's Canyon, to keep the other giants from crossing over to the village. Thanks to Coyote, the children are now free to roam. The Lewiston Civic Theater. Before this building became the Lewiston Civic Theater, it was a Methodist church built in 1904. In 1972, it became a theater, and in 1982, two women and one man all disappeared from the theater on the same night. Actors and theatergoers have been seeing apparitions of a red-haired man, a spectral presence in the mailroom, and an elderly gentleman in the doorway. The ghost of a director has also been seen on the balcony, and apparently a bride weaves herself through the seats. So, who wants to go to a movie? Charlie, the Dragon of Payette Lake. I saw pictures of this place, and it's fucking gorgeous, okay? The legend of Charlie, the lake monster, was first recorded in the early 1920s when railroad workers in McCall, Indiana, in McCall, Idaho, noticed what they thought was a log beginning to move in Payette Lake. Then, in August 1944, more than two dozen people saw what they described as a long, undulated, crocodile-like creature that one witness described as being 35 feet long and having a shell. Later in 1954, the Payette Lake Star newspaper held a contest challenging readers to come up with a name for the elusive creature. The winner was Leisle Hennifer Turry of Springfield, Virginia, who came up with the name Charlie. Charlie continued to be spotted over the years, but has been seen less and less frequently. The Murder House at Boys State University the murder house of boys was the site of a vicious murder of Preston Murr more than 30 years ago. After an argument broke out in the basement of the house between Murr and two men, Murr was shot and then hacked into pieces that were dumped 100 miles away in Brownlee Reservoir. His body parts surfaced and led investigators back to the house, which is allegedly still haunted today. Many former residents and visitors of the house have said that the basement has a very creepy feeling footsteps from an invisible person have been heard. There are also legends about the house that say bloodstains appear and disappear, and a woman in old-fashioned clothing has been seen looking out the window. The Water Babies of Massacre Rock. As if that title alone isn't creepy, am I right? Pocatello in Idaho, there's a legend that 
famine fell upon the Shoshone Indians of the area many years ago. In order to survive, mothers were forced to drown their newborn babies in the lake because they couldn't afford another mouth to feed. Well, you probably could because breast milk is, um, it's free. The lore goes on to say that the babies survived on as small fish and adapted to their new environment by growing tails, fins, and gills. They even morphed into ghoul-like sprites, playing tricks on and consuming the flesh of any human that entered the water. Allegedly, they can still be found in rivers and canals all around the Shoshone-Bannock Reservation. They cry or giggle to lure unsuspecting victims to the same watery grave that they were once plunged into. One of the best Idaho urban legend is that Idaho itself doesn't really exist. Apparently, there are many people who think Idaho isn't actually a state. This mysterious potential non-existence is broken down by out-of-towners like this. Do you know anyone from Idaho? Have you ever been to Idaho? Has anyone you ever known been to Idaho? Most answer to all of these three questions is no. So how can anyone be sure that Idaho actually exists? What is this mythical place full of delicious potatoes and gems? Some conspiracists on the internet say that Idaho is a government mind control experiment and those who think they're living in Idaho are only doing so as a state of mind. Conspirators contend that the oddly shaped state was put on the map to keep Utah away from Canada as well as to separate Montana and Washington because they needed a break from each other. So Idaho's very existence is the stuff of legends. Spooky. The Owyhee Mountain Dwarves Deep in the caves of the Owyhee Mountains dwell evil dwarves. According to the Shoshone and Bannock Indians, again, these tiny twisted beasts stand two feet tall, have long tails, and eat children. Although, before you get carried away by a baby-devouring terror, it's possible that they eat elk too. One of the dwarves has been described as only wearing an elk skin draped across his back. And you can definitely identify these little creatures. Just look for the long tails that they wrap around their bodies for cover. Moving on, we have the legend of Spirit Lake. According to Kutine legend, a young Kutine maid once fell in love with a Kutine brave, or warrior. However, the chieftain of the tribe hostile to the Kutunis threatened war if he was not allowed to marry the maid, making it impossible for the young lovers to be together. Since the star-crossed maid and her brave knew they could never be married, they made a suicide pact and tied their wrists together, symbolic of their eternal union, and leaped off the cliff into Spirit Lake. Legend has it that their spirits live on and you can hear their mournful cries floating up from the water. Some have even claimed that on moonlit nights, they can be seen gliding across the lake in a phantom canoe. If one is to take Idaho urban legend seriously, then there really doesn't seem to be a safe place to swim in the entire state. Lake Coeur d'Alene not only has a mysterious fishwoman li living in its waters, but it also houses a horned monster big enough to lift boats right up out of the water that has been seen on multiple occasions. Probably not the best place to take a dip, is it? Apparently, Idaho is also a government testing ground. As strange as it is to hear that some think Idaho doesn't exist, apparently 
the people inside Idaho are big on conspiracy theories about what's going on within their state as well. For example, the idea that fluoride in the water was a tool for mind control flourished after fluoride was added to the water supply in Lewiston, Idaho in 1947. Some of the people of Idaho, like those in the broader fluoride conspiracy community, feared there was more than fluoride in their water. They believed that the guise of warding off tooth decay was just the government's attempt to medicate them, perhaps to help convince them Idaho really is a state. Paranoia only grew in the late 1990s after reports of strange fibrous tissue falling from the sky came flooding in. Allegedly, the tissue wasn't toxic, but around the same time it suspiciously showed up, so did a small epidemic of collapsed lungs, which was evidence enough for some that government testing via chemtrails was happening. Apparently, birds falling out of the sky is also a thing in Idaho. In June 2015, a road in Kuna, Idaho was just was covered in songbirds that just dropped to the ground. Just a few months earlier in March, 2,000 snow geese were just trying to go from Mexico to Alaska, but they made the mistake of passing through Idaho and dropped out of the sky. The birds were likely hit by avian cholera, but it might make you wonder, what will the government do to Idahoans next? Bigfoot. Idaho, like its neighboring states, has many sightings of the legendary beast known as Bigfoot, where the legend of Bigfoot differs in Idaho, however, is in the belief that Bigfoot is being covered up by the government. Some claim the sightings of the beast are swept under the rug so that its existence will be treated like a legend, because that's the easiest way for the government to cover up their experiment gone wrong, obviously. Perhaps Bigfoot really is a result of biological testing, that, or the result of too much fluoride chemtrails or a heaping dose of mysterious sky tissue consumed in a government vacuum disguised as a state. Feel your brain melting yet? Now, last but not least of Idaho, we go back to Owyhee County and the ghost stallion of Owyhee County. Apparently in Owyhee County, Idaho, a great white stallion and its herd of phantom horses is said to appear from rifts in the clouds whenever there is a farmer or cowboy in danger. According to the legend, the horses will lead those lost in the wilderness to safety. Those horses sound like some true American heroes. Moving on to Illinois. Illinois is second on our list and the 25th largest state with 57,914 square miles and a population of over 12.67 million residents. Illinois is a Midwestern state bordering Indiana in the east and the Mississippi River in the west. Nicknamed the Prairie State, it's marked by farmland, forests, rolling hills, and wetlands. Chicago, aka the Windy City, is one of the largest cities in the United States. It is in the northeast on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's famous for its skyscrapers such as sleek 1,451-foot Willis Tower and the Neo-Gothic Tribune Tower. It's also home to some of the oldest cemeteries in America. I know this because I've been there. It is also the home to America's very first serial killer, Henry Howard Holmes, also known as H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes owned a successful pharmacy in Chicago in the late 1800s. The building across the street from his pharmacy, a multi-storied structure with 60 rooms, hidden passageways, and secret staircases, also served as a place for him to explore his favorite hobby, murder. Holmes reportedly rented, rented out rooms to visitors who were in town for the Columbia Exposition or the World Fair. Except 
none of those renters ever returned home. Once the exposition was over, he then placed help-wanted ads in the paper in order to learn unsuspecting young women whom he killed upon their arrival, most likely in his basement chamber of horrors. When police finally caught on and, vis and investigated homes, they found body parts in vats and jars throughout the basement along with quicklime pits and corrosive acids. Although the murder house was long, has long been torn down, workers at the post office that now sits at the same location claim to hear disembodied screams, see orbs, and witness other creepy phenomena. Forest Park is home to a unique set of spirits, former circus performers. The showman's rest section of Woodland Cemetery holds the bodies of a number of circus sideshow performers who died in a tragic 1918 train crash. As the story goes, the train conductor fell asleep and the train went off the tracks, killing almost 100 circus workers. They are apparently still performing today, as ghostly elephants and creepy circus music can still be heard coming from the cemetery late at night. February 14, 1929, will live on forever in infamy as a day that Al Capone and his goons gunned down a rival gang in cold blood. The site of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre retains the violence of that day, even though the building has long been torn down. Before the building was completely demolished, a nightclub took over the space, and the bullet-riddled bricks from the massacre were placed on display in the men's restroom. After the club closed, its owner took those bricks and sold them, but received most of them back as the recipients complained of streaks of bad luck that followed them. Now that the space is a vacant corner belonging to a nursing home, and people who walk past complain of negative energy, haunting gunshots, and floating orbs in the area where the bloody wall once stood. Many spirits are said to haunt Blood Point Road. Phantom vehicles, a devilish dog with red eyes, a vanishing barn, and the disembodied laughter of school children are just a few of the many paranormal occurrences that have been reported by visitors to Bloods Point Road, located in Illinois's Flora Township. This unlikely combination of horrors stems from a nearby cemetery and the bridge at Sweeney Road where, legend says, a school bus once crashed killing numerous children. This bridge is also rumored to have been the location of numerous hangings, both events adding to this being one of the creepiest places in the state. Beware the hatchet lady at Moon Point Cemetery. Moon Point Cemetery in the town of Streeter, Illinois, predates the Civil War, and so does one of its scariest ghosts. Dubbed the hatchet lady, she has, as one might guess, been seen carrying a hatchet while keeping watch over her son's grave and has been known to shout menacingly at visitors to get out when they come too close to his resting place. Other phenomena in the cemetery include the ghostly spirit of a young boy, multicolored orbs of light, and even the haunting sounds of sarcophagus lids opening and closing. But watch out for the Chesterfield Witch. The Chesterfield Witch still haunts the cemetery where she was buried deep in the middle of Amish country in a small town called Chesterfield. Sometime during the 1800s, she had fought against Amish customs and was labeled a witch for her forward-thinking ways. Oh my god, another woman that actually believes in medicine and the herbs and the healing powers of herbs. God, I still, I'm like, I just can't believe that this was some bullshit that we, that America had to go through, right? Like, I don't know, whenever someone is like, burn the witch, I'm like, that's, dumb. Anyway, according to the legend, 
Not long after she was banished from the Amish country for her witchy-witchy forward-thinking ways, she was found dead in a field under suspicious circumstances. According to legend, the tree growing next to her grave is said to bind her spirit to her burial spot. And if the tree should die, she is free to wreak vengeance upon those who wronged her. Visitors claim to have seen her spirit standing over the grave and staring at the tree. Now, let's talk a little bit about Resurrection Mary. The tale of Resurrection Mary is based partially on fact and the rest on legend. She appears as a very beautiful, white-garbed woman with blonde hair who stands on Chicago streets late at night, usually along Archer Avenue, hoping to pick up a ride. Once she's in your car, though, she'll vanish without a trace, leaving you wondering what you really saw. The legend is based on the story of a young woman named Mary who got into an argument while out with her boyfriend sometime in the early 1930s. She stormed off and was hit by a car near Resurrection Cemetery, and now she haunts the area trying to find the driver who hit her and drove away, leaving her for dead. The Phantom Lady of Kennedy Hill Road It seems that we find a lot of phantom ladies. Like, there's hardly ever a phantom man right? Like, is that just like a curse? Like a period? You know what I mean? Like, mm, you live and you have period for like 60 years of your life and then, or like 40 to 60 years of your life and then you die and thankfully you don't, you no longer have a period, but now you get to just be an angry, vengeful ghost. This is, this is ridiculous. All right. The Phantom Lady of Kennedy Hill Road. Kennedy Hill Road in Illinois runs through the town of Byron and is the very spot at which the Phantom Lady of Kennedy Hill Road was first spotted back in the year 1980. She was known to appear suddenly along the side of the road, walking slowly, sometimes only partially dressed with a sad look on her face. When approached by a car or a person on foot, the Phantom Lady would vanish into thin air as if she'd never been there at all. By January 1981, she was never seen again. I guess the Winchesters went back in time and they took care of that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've been watching Supernatural a lot lately and they go back in time quite a bit in like seasons 7 through 10. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. Mm -hmm. So, continuing on with another creepy woman that wanders the University of Illinois campus. A lone female spirit wanders through the halls of the English building on the University of Illinois campus. According to legend, she died in the swimming pool that used to exist in the same building. Whether it was suicide or an accident is completely unknown. Now, she shows up in that building late at night, appearing and disappearing, while students and faculty look on in shock and horror. I mean, yeah, some lady just appeared and then she disappeared. I would be like, what the fuck? I am on a lot of fucking drugs at the moment. I have taken way too much Adderall to keep up with school. And I am now having hallucinations. Will I quit my Adderall? Probably not. Will I lessen them? A little bit. But uh, yeah, I saw this lady and then she disappeared. And now I'm just stunned. I'm stunned right now. I'm absolutely fucking stunned. All right. So wait, Illinois also has an urban legend of a werewolf. The Ramsey Cemetery Werewolf. A werewolf hiding in the nearby caves and a spooky man with red eyes and a black cape. Really? They gave this werewolf a cape? 
that's Dracula. That's not, all right, they got their legends mixed up. But let's continue. This spooky man with red eyes and a black cape are just two of the different legends surrounding Ramsey Cemetery in Effingham, Illinois. Both the black cape man and the werewolf reportedly have origins in the occult activity that is supposed to have taken place in the rock shelters near the cemetery. The werewolf can be heard howling, and has even occasionally been known to show itself to visitors late at night. Perhaps the man and the werewolf are actually one and the same? Hmm, probably, probably not. Wait, so not only does Illinois have a creepy man in a cape and possible Dracula and a werewolf, but a mud monster? The first sighting of the mud monster of Murfreesboro, Illinois took place in 1973 along the banks of the local lake. A couple sitting by the lake spotted a strange creature covered in mud walking towards them up a boat ramp making awful otherworldly noises. Of course, the couple fled the area before being able to investigate if the man probably needed help. I mean, thinking it's probably a man that fell, was covered in mud, and was seeking, you know, like, help. No, 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 no. This couple fled the area quickly and called the police who investigated the area the next day only to find enormous footprints. Since then, few people have spotted the mud monster, but the wailing noises it makes can still sometimes be heard. Moving on to Indiana. So let's see, we've done Idaho, Illinois, and now Indiana. Indiana is the 38th largest state. It is a Midwestern state in the United States and the 17th most populated of the United of the 50 United States. Its capital and largest city is Indianapolis. Indiana was admitted to the United States as the 19th state on December 11, 1816 with a population of over 6.732 million. And every state has its folklore and the Hoosier state is no different. Home to lots of rural land, there are plenty of creepy Indiana urban legends regarding very old buildings, deserted roads, and remote cemeteries. If you live in Indiana or even find yourself passing through, you may want to visit some of these locations. Who knows? You may catch a glimpse of Black Annie and Boonville or run into the Lady in Gray while stopping by Evanville's Woolward Library. Ghost stories from Indiana often encompass the state's history because... The Battle of Tippecanoe has supposedly left its mark on Battleground, Indiana, and the state's association with the Underground Railroad has resulted in some lingering spirits. If you're looking for something to do in Indiana, listen in and pay some of these locations a small little visit. The Willard Library's Lady in Gray The Willard Library in Evansville, Indiana, has long been rumored to house the eerie spirit known as the Lady in Gray who some visitors have sworn they've captured in photographs. Some theorize she is the daughter of the former owner of this house turned library, Louis Carpenter, although nobody really knows for sure. Her presence is said to sometimes be accompanied by musky perfume, moving books, flickering lights, and faucets turning on and off on their own. Over the years, there have been many Lady and Grey sightings, and psychics even visited the library in 2007, and claimed they could confirm a ghostly presence. 
Police officers once arrived at the library when the security system went off and reportedly saw ghosts in the upstairs window. The Lady in Grey has also appeared to library patrons in the elevator, and a local weatherman also claimed to have an encounter. The library sponsors ghost tours every year during October, so Evansville residents and visitors can get a chance to spot the Lady in Grey themselves. The Legend of Black Annie A woman named Black Annie, still slightly racist, still walks the street in Boonville, according to legend. She supposedly died in a house fire in the 1930s and appears to visitors as a figure dressed in black. On occasion, she has been known to jump on people's cars. She's fucking crazy. She is also spotted wandering the cemetery where she is buried and haunts the still existing remnants of the house that burned down with her in it. So many people have witnessed her haunting that the town's that the town organized an event around her called the Black Annie Walk. Moving on. According to legend, Mount Zion Cemetery in Van Buren Township, Indiana, is haunted by none other than a murder victim. You guys can't see this, but I'm making a fucking face. I'm like, mm, duh. The story claims a man named Dan Guthrie was murdered in Henryville and his but finally a man, and his body was dumped in a shallow grave at the corners of Cemetery Hill and Pixley Knob Road in order to cover up the crime. Once his grave was discovered, he was reburied in nearby Mount Zion Cemetery, but that hasn't kept him from haunting his original gravesite or from crying out late at night from his new cemetery plot. Ghost hunters once placed a tape recorder on his headstone and captured a man's voice repeating, help me. God help me, please help me, over and over again. The House That Smells Like Death Hannah House is a historic mansion in Indianapolis that supposedly gives off ghostly stench of death and human decay. According to local lore, in the 1850s, staunch abolitionist Alexander Moore Hannah owned and built the house. Hannah participated in the Underground Railroad and often had groups of escaped slaves hiding in his basement. One night, a lantern got knocked over, setting fire to said basement. The slaves, unfortunately, were trapped and several burned to death. So now, the smell of death lingers in the basement to this day. In addition to this, guests report other paranormal activities such as doors opening and closing by themselves and several mysterious voices. Jennings County, Indiana, is home to its very own Bigfoot legend called the Crossley Monster. It resembles the typical depictions of Bigfoot, half man, half monster. Nearly seven feet tall with huge glowing eyes, it walks on two legs and is covered in fur or hair. However, this Bigfoot is slightly different. It will chase you instead of run away from you. Back in 2006, several kids were camping at Harrison Pond in the, in the Crossley Fishing and Wildlife Area when they saw the monster, who immediately leaped onto all fours and began chasing them. Thankfully, they got away, but only because they found themselves on a main road. The monster disappeared into the nearby woods. Diana of the Dunes Wanders the Beach Diana of the Dunes' real name was Alice Marble Gray, a very light and free-spirited woman who lived in Indiana in the 1920s. 
while some details of her life are veritable facts, a lot of specific stories are currently wrapped around in local folklore. Gray was known as a free spirit throughout her life, but her reputation as a nonconformist, aka she was rebellious and didn't want to conform to societal rules, really took off when she moved to a remote location near Lake Michigan at 35 and chose to live off the land in an abandoned shack. The area is now known as Dune State Park. It was there that she met fellow recluse Paul Wilson and the two of them began sharing a shack. I guess this is where the term shacking up comes from. And so they shared that shack and they may have been married, they may have not. Everyone has a little different story. But trouble struck when Paul Wilson became a murder suspect after the burned, beaten body of a man was discovered near the couple's beach home. This and the couple's unconventional lifestyle generated a lot of unwanted media attention, and they allegedly planned to travel via raft to my good old state, Texas. Unfortunately, Gray died due to kidney trouble, although some local legends claim that Wilson may just have poisoned her. And according to... According to local stories, Diana still appears on the beach that she loved in form of a nude woman walking along the beach or swimming in the water. When visitors try to get close to her and tell her to put on some fucking clothes, she vanishes into thin air. It's like, damn, I just told you to put on a bathing suit. You didn't have to fucking disappear. A green-clawed beast swims in the Ohio River. In 1955, a tale emerged about a green-clawed, human-sized beast waiting in the Ohio River to attack unsuspecting women. This legendary creature exists right outside of Evansville, Indiana, so we're back to Evansville, and supposedly attacked a woman that year while she was swimming. It had hairy arms, large clawed hands, and green skin. It grabbed at the woman, trying to pull her under several times before she managed to scare it away with a huge splash. So water scares the water monster. She was left with multiple wounds, including a green stain shaped like a human hand. Incidentally, this occurred on the same day as the famous Hopkins goblin sightings. This was an incident in Cali, Kentucky, in which a family reported seeing flying saucers and goblin-like creatures outside their rural home. Some believe the Ohio River creature was an extraterrestrial related to the Kentucky Goblins who likely arrived on Earth the same day. Okay, so this is going to be my little, like, twist in it, right? Okay, so, like, what if this little, like, water monster kind of got, like, dropped off at the wrong place and he, like, got dropped off in the middle of the river and he was just, like, trying to, like, find a way to, like, climb out the water, maybe get some oxygen into his lungs, and then he, like, found this like woman and he's like trying to pull her down so he can pull himself up so that he can like get some air and then she was like no and then she like splashed him with water and he was like no water my weakness and then he like fell back into the water maybe i don't know but supposedly a witch still lives in devil's hollow devil's hollow located in fort wayne indiana is allegedly home to a witch's house that you'll probably want to avoid. The remains of a house with a long chimney is located on a hill deep in the woods on Cedar Canyon Road. Teenagers began gathering near her house due to its secluded location to have parties and hook up free of parental supervision. The old woman began spreading rumors she was a witch in hopes of scaring off the troublesome teens, but that plan backfired. 
a Fort Wayne resident burnt her house to the ground out of fear of the occult and witchcraft killing her. Once again, burn the witch. No one was ever caught or charged with the crime, and her spirit supposedly still haunts the grounds. Like any urban legend, there are some variations in some versions. The woman actually was a witch and cursed a group of teens who slowly died via various means. Eventually, the teens decided to burn the witch alive. However, her body was never recovered, and some say the witch is actually immortal and still roams the grounds. Moving on to a haunted bridge. An old bridge in San Pierre, Indiana is allegedly a hotbed of paranormal activity. According to legend, back in the 1950s, a honeymooning couple were crossing this bridge when a dog ran in front of their car. They swerved to avoid it and were killed when their car ran off the bridge. Visitors have reported many apparitions near the bridge, most notably appearances of a female body with a dog's head. You can also sometimes hear sounds of dogs howling and growling in the area. The Ghost of Bud Burger at the Embassy Theater Back to Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne's Embassy Theater opened in 1928, and since the 1970s, visitors reported paranormal activity. The ghost is allegedly of the much-beloved stage manager, Bud Burger, who worked in the theater throughout the 1930s and 50s, and even lived there for a time. His ashes were spread on the roof when he died, which apparently caused his spirit to latch onto the building. Many stories have circulated over the years, and guests have claimed to see ghostly entities, and there has even been other paranormal activity like lights turning on and off, and mysterious phone calls. Hmm, that's a new one, a mysterious phone call. The Haunted Barbie Hotel Back in the 1920s and 30s, the Barbie Hotel was a very popular hotspot for members of the Mafia and old Hollywood celebrities. Both Al Capone and Rita Hayward stayed there on occasion. According to the local lore, the hotel is haunted by the spirit of its famous and infamous, infamous guests. Visitors report seeing orbs and seeing the ghost of Rita Hayward. Many guests also hear the voice of a woman screaming. This is supposedly the sound of a woman who was murdered by her gangster boyfriend in the hotel. Last but not least on this, the aptly named Battleground Indiana is home to the Tippecanoe Battlefield Memorial and Museum on the very spot where the battle once took place. Supposedly, many locations near Battleground are haunted by the spirits of those killed in combat. Gravestones are said to move around in the nearby Harrison Cemetery and ghosts and flashes of light appear on Hamilton Road. Iowa is last on our list as the 26th largest state in the USA, with 56,272 square miles, with a population of 3.155 million people. Iowa, a Midwestern United States state, state sits between the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. It's known for its landscape of rolling plains and cornfields. Landmarks in the capital, Des Moines, include the gold-domed 19th century state capitol building. Papa John's Sculpture Park and the Des Moines Art Center are noted for its contemporary collections. The city of Cedar Rapids Museum of Art has paintings by native Iowan Grant Wood. So let's talk about the Devil's Chair in Guthrie Center, Iowa. It is a cement cast chair located in Union Cemetery. It is strangely situated between two unmarked graves. Local legend claims that bad luck, even death, will follow to anyone who sits in it. In another cemetery, 
the Black Angel of Fairview Cemetery. The Black Wing statue stands with her right hand extended, as if she's inviting you closer. She is tall, overlooking the Fairview Cemetery in, in Council Bluffs, Iowa. On a clear night, the fall breeze shakes the leaves from surrounding trees and squirrels dash across the graves. The statue is a memorial of Ruth Ann Dodge, who died in 1916. Just days before her unexpected passing, Mrs. Dodge told her daughters of an angel who kept appearing in her dreams. To honor their mother's memory, an angel statue was sculpted in bronze in, 19, in 1920. Since then, the figure has turned a dark, lusterless black. Legend has it that the angel is cursed. If you look into her eyes at midnight, they say, prepare for death to soon follow. The Ghost of Stony Hollow Road, north of Burlington, Iowa. A tale of, heart of a heartbroken woman named Lucinda is said to haunt Stony Hollow Road. According to legend, she was planning to meet the love of her life just outside of town to elope. The man, however, never showed. Heartbroken Lucinda committed suicide by jumping off a cliff. There are many reports of people seeing the ghost, and local urban legend also says that if you say her name three times, she will appear. And if she drops a rose for you, you will die the following day. Moving on to Columbus Junction, Iowa. Myth has it that a young Native American woman threw herself from the original 1880 bridge into the ravine below, ending her life after learning that her lover had died in battle. The woman is said to be buried below in the gorge, haunting the bridge, and if you visit the bridge at night, you might hear the heartbroken woman crying. Coe College in Cedar Rapids is said to be haunted by the ghost of a girl named Helen Roberts, who died October 19, 1918. She was once a resident of Voorhees Hall and died during the influenza epidemic. Her spirit has now taken up residence inside of an old grandfather clock in the building where she once lived. It had been donated to the school by Helen's parents after her death. During the night, the spirit is said to appear beside students' beds, slam doors, and pull the covers off the beds. The Children of Iron Hill Charles City, Iowa Legend has it that a fiery 1920s train accident killed many of its passengers. One of the train cars was filled with none other than orphan children, all of whom burned and perished in the crash. It is rumored that the ghostly children can still be heard crying and sometimes the smell of burning is reported. People have reported seeing the spirit of a little girl in a white dress wandering through the woods. There is a legend about this old house in Claren, Indiana. They say if you go into the house, walk upstairs, and take one of the old family photos home and sleep with it, that when you wake up, the photo will be gone. When you go back into the house, the photo will be back on the floor where you found it, and there will be a dark figure in the picture. The figure's name is George, and he will haunt you after you touch the photograph. They say if you let him touch you, he will take part of your soul. Why would you take one of the old family photos from the house and then sleep with it? That's, that's a weird legend to have, isn't it? Like, okay. Okay, George. Okay. The Joker. Monticello is home to the 150-year-old Edinburgh Manor. The home is rumored to be haunted by a ghost named the Joker. The Joker is said to be a violent spirit known to choke its visitors. 
The manor was once a mental institution where at least 80 people are said to have died and buried there. Visitors have reported seeing ghostly figures and feeling strange presences as well as being choked. Independent State Hospital, built in 1873, the Independent State Hospital was used to hold alcoholics, geriatrics, drug addicts, the mentally ill, and the criminally insane. On site, you can see the graveyard, hydrotherapy tubs, and lobotomy equipment from the asylum's gruesome and dim past. The old part of the building is neglected due to the large amount of paranormal activity. Ghosts of former staff and patients are seen in the buildings and on the grounds. People have reported being touched and pushed by unseen forces along with voices, whispers, and laughter. Doors open and close on their own and phantom footsteps are heard. Lights have also been known to flicker or simply turn on and off. And very last on our list is the Villisca Axe Murder House. On the night of June 9, 1912, Eight members of the Moore and Stillinger, Stillinger family were brutally murdered. The unknown assailant murdered them in their sleep with an axe. The killer was never found, though George Kelly, a traveling preacher, was tried and acquitted of the crime. In 2006, the house is empty, but the current owner opened it up for tours and paranormal investigations. Visitors have reported strange encounters, including vanishing bloodstains, feelings of evil presences, unknown green lights, chills, unseen touches, and ghostly voices. All right, that is it for me. I'm your host, Ruby May. If you're new here, you can follow me on any social media platform by just Googling a slut with morals. If you haven't checked out the sex and death episode where I talk about the Wonderland gang murders, head to the link below. Don't forget to hit follow and be sure to check out the link below for your Embrace Your Weird merch. Promo code 83093 gets you 15% off and promo code WEIRD gets you free shipping. I always say, use the one that saves you the most money. Come back next week for all of the next few states. That would be Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Maine. I hope you all have a safe week. And remember, every day is a good day to be better than who you were yesterday. I mean, if you're better than who you were yesterday and hopefully you're not murdered, you don't come back as a vengeful ghost. Okay? Okay, thanks. Bye.